Hey everyone, welcome to episode 103 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Greg. And we're moving forward. Oh, that one's for you, Danny Myers. And there you are. This past Thursday, May 17th, was the two-year anniversary of the podcast. So just wanted to say a quick thank you for each of you that listen and share this piece of FHC with your family and friends and coworkers. The numbers are a little deceiving. This is not episode 104, as you might expect, with 52 weeks times 2, 104. Yeah. My math is really on point today. But we've had two extra kind of 0.5 extra episodes, if you will, that threw the wrench into our numbering equals weeks formula. But to celebrate... We have combined the gifts that we were going to give with an announcement that we need your participation with. Or in other words, there are strings attached. Are we raising funds? Uh, we ra well, I, I don't know, Andy. Uh, if, we, if there's something going on that I need to know about here. As mentioned last week, this upcoming June 2nd, that's going to be in – a little over two weeks. The final installment of this Proverbs series, Andy's going to be spending a little bit of time during that message for a quick 10-minute or so Q&A. Yeah. It's going to be recapping all the messages we've covered in the Proverbs as well as that morning's message. Pierre Moniz will be moderating that time and we'd encourage your questions and feedback. So here's where the strings are attached. You can submit your questions in the mobile app by using the Proverbs Q&A tab link that's on the main tab. Of course, you can always send a text to 407-965-1607 or email podcast at hospitalchurch.org. The first question that is sent by email and by text will receive a $10 gift card from yours truly. Wow. So if you send me the first question received by, not you, Greg, <laughs> received at podcast at hospitalchurch.org or to that text number 407-965-1607, I will get those to you either in person at church or... If you're listening abroad or from wherever, <laughs> we'll mail will, them. that's right. I will mail them to you. You may not, however, double down by being the first to send a text and an email, even if the questions are different. And you certainly are not allowed if you are here in studio on your phone right now. Great. So humility brings wisdom. Was that this week? No, that was not that was this last week. week. Oh, we, the title this week was don't work too hard. Don't, don't be, be too lazy. lazy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we're going to start with the last sentence from this message's summation paragraph, which stated, we will search for the balancing point. <laughs> really? Why do I get the feeling that this search for the balancing point is more of a never ending quest or a hunt for hidden treasure with the X marks the spot part of the map missing, Andy? <laughs> because at the end of the day, in all this discussion that we can muster, are we simply battling an infinitely fine, nearly invisible line between being a person who can rest without being lazy and a person who simply cannot take their foot off the gas at work or play. Well, that pretty sums, well, sums up today. Thank you for listening. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I mean, it almost seems like it's not worth discussing because there's just no good answer. Well, there's not maybe a final good answer, but there should be some guide. <laughs> we can't put some markers along the road. Oh, good. We can, okay. Well, at least if we can't solve the problem, if we can put some markers up there, because I'm thinking – in this world that we live in, which is so, you know, calendar driven, it's technology driven, everything happens at the speed of next minute. Is there a spiritual balancing act that we have to go through that's more challenging, I'm trying to break the code of this, than this one? I don't know. I think this is pretty high on the list and probably has some differences as society has sped up a little bit as well. Hmm. But, but most people don't, I don't know anybody. I can just say this. I don't know anybody in all the people I've ever met who fall to the middle. Hmm. 
so that everybody seems to either land on the la- little more of the lazy side, a little more of the too work too hard side. But you don't find a lot of people who are just like, I think I'm just going to land right in the middle and be be content with what I have and not do too much and yet still do enough. I mean, our human tendency is to take things and push them beyond what's healthy. And so I think I think it happens on both sides. I got to go. I think I did too much today. I'm going <laughs> to That's it. See you I'm guys. Over. Yeah, it's awesome. So Greg, anything that you can add as far as personally when you thought about this message or after listening to the message and this how do we straddle this one foot over here, one foot over there, can we possibly balance? Well, it's interesting listening to Andy talk about how life has sped up, which I think is very true. I know that I'm not that old, but I'm also <laughs> recognizing that I'm not that young anymore. Um, but when Welcome. I was in college in the early 2000s, I had a room phone, and I was in charge of scheduling stuff. And it was really hard because mm-hmm. I'd leave my dorm room in the morning, and I wouldn't be back till maybe that night, you yeah. know, depending on what the schedule was. And so, you know, it's like I can't check my messages until I get home, you know, till I, till I get back to my room. And so that was just kind of <laughs> normal and expected. And now yeah. it's like I called you six minutes ago. <laughs> you, you have texted, not, yeah. you know, responded to me. You could have at least texted, like, what is going on? Yeah. What is going on? And it's like I, I'm – I, you know, yeah, and I go back going to the, the days. bathroom. I just, <laughs> they have those little preset messages. Now you could have said, "Hey, I'm busy. I'll call you right back." You know, I mean, well, they have those. True. I, I like the I like the days even before there were answering machines for those phones. <laughs> <laughs> so when a person called me and I wasn't there, it was totally their responsibility. If they still wanted to speak to me. Oh. Well, <laughs> you know, those weren't the greatest of days either, though, because that one person that could really get under your skin that would not let the phone go. Mm-hmm. So at least with the answering machine, it's like, okay, finally, it's going to pick up. We can turn. The ringer down, but no, this guy, he's just going to keep calling and he'll just let it ring and ring and ring over and over. So maybe those weren't always the best, but I feel like there's people obviously on both sides. You you just said, Andy, there's Mm -hmm. not many people we're going to meet that have figured this out or straddle that line really, really well and are just content. They do just the right amount on both sides. Or don't fall there naturally. Right. I I think there's some good people that I've met that have, have seemed like they balance their lives well. Sure. But I think our natural tendency is to, is, to go, is to sort of fall off the middle instead of fall to the middle. Because it seems like it's almost – the people on one side are like, hey, you know, those guys over there, look at them beating their <laughs> head against a wall and for what, money? And they're looking at the other side saying, man, look at those slackers over there. They're not getting anything done. <laughs> and so, Andy, you mentioned the words of Solomon in Proverbs twenty four thirty: a little extra sleep, a little more slumber – a little folding of the hands to rest and poverty will pounce on you like a bandit. Scarcity will attack you like an armed robber. So right now the workaholics are smiling, perhaps a little proudly saying to themselves, well, if there's a worse <laughs> side to be on, I mean, it's got to be that, right? Who wants to be known as a slacker? But come on, three little littles and a poverty and scarcity team up as a bandit and robbers? There has to be a side that's better than the other, right? I mean, there has to be one that's just... If I'm going to pick one to be the wrong way, which which side should I pick? Well, I think that's why I ended the sermon very clearly. Uh-oh. Don't be lazy. Don't work too hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I don't want to leave any doubts in anybody's mind. I, I think falling off either side, I mean, there may be material benefits from falling off the workaholic side that you don't get if you fall off the lazy side. Mm. There are also the opportunities if you fall off the lazy side, you may ponder life differently. You may actually absorb life and enjoy it differently and maybe better than the the driven person. So in your experience or in either of your experiences, 
when you look at someone that's on the go-getter side, just can't slow down, and you see someone on the other side, is there anything that you recognize immediately about both or either that you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that, that guy right there, yeah, he, he definitely can't. He can't slow down or that person. Oh, I could see that a mile away because I think oftentimes we think, I think there's a lot of people that think I'm balancing this pretty good. I feel like I do X, Y, and Z and that balances out A, B, and C. Mm -hmm. But in reality, when people close to you or people that you meet that are like, man, I I really thought that, hmm, no, that's not you at all. You are, you know, you, you do way too much over on this side but not enough on this side. Is there anything that just gives it away that we should be looking for? Cause it's obviously not very clear to us or if it is, we're just ignoring it. Anything that just stands out as I think I could recognize this about myself if I didn't, uh, if I wasn't already looking for it. Yeah, just look over here at my face mm-hmm. and you'll, uh, you'll see, you'll be able to identify it. Which one? Uh, probably working too hard and maybe not working enough. I don't know. <laughs> He falls on either side. That's the thing. So he's balanced. A person can be a workaholic at work, and they can be a lazy slob at home. You can have both pathologies at the same time, which is really sad, isn't it? Well, (laughs) Well, and a lot of times that happens. Mm -hmm. It does because you don't have anything left. So you may throw everything you have into the work bucket, and that just means it's not even necessarily laziness. It's just the fact that you have truly not taken care of yourself. You have not balance your life in a way that allows you to be present in all the areas that you need to be present. You've used up all your energy units here, so there are no energy units to invest maybe in what's even more important, you know, spouse and kids. Hmm. So now you throw in another wrinkle. That's super helpful. You're welcome. (laughs) Yeah, because it's not like just my whole life. Like I could just be one or the other and I have to work on one side, but now I could have one or the other in both areas or multiple areas of my life, and I can work on those together. Yeah, you're 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 trouble. You're trouble, man. This is super awesome. Like, if it wasn't confusing enough, if someone's just going, like, man, I am stuck on this railroad track over here, and I can see the track over there, but there is nobody at the switch up there to throw it over and well, let me get over and try the other side. It's actually side. something they teach us in seminary. <laughs> is it really trying to answer questions? Is how can you just can you confuse make things it? more confusing? Have people have a greater sense of desperation and hopelessness? Hmm. <laughs> Maybe Jeff has it right. <laughs> well, i I think that I think one of the one of the keys to either either side of this conundrum is really some some introspection about why we go where we go. What is it about us that pushes us where we wherever we land? Maybe again, maybe we maybe we work really hard at work and we're lazier at home. Let's just pretend like we talk about like go. Well, what what's going on there? You know, why do why do I feel it's okay for me to invest so much over here? What am I getting out of that that I might not be getting out of my investment with my kids or my or my spouse or my family? So we don't have to define this. Like, let's say somebody's on that workaholic track right. at, at work, but and then they're they're lacking a little bit at home. So we don't necessarily have to say that this is a conscious decision that someone is just like, man, I am so happy to be a workaholic, oh, and no. and this is just the life I'm choosing. Because I think that sometimes we look at the other side and be like, man, they're so lazy. I don't I don't get that. Or they're, they're I mean, do they ever do anything other than work? I mean, what kind of a life is that? I mean, I, I'm thinking mm-hmm. of someone in my head right now sure. that I know that there is no time for anything else. It is so career driven that it's just like the thought of anything else is just like a. <gasps> I can't imagine devoting any of my time outside of this. And so that's that for that person to step back and say, why? 
Because because mm. the why is really a huge question. If we can if we get the whys right, the hows and the whats will usually spin out Cunning pretty nicely. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought one of the things that brought this all together for me was what you said about God being the creator and then the sustainer. You said God arranged the structure of the universe this way. It is a very real part of who God is, creator and then sustainer. And made in the image of God, we as humans are most like God when we create. Through the labor of our minds and hands, we fashion and bring things to reality. And I like the fact that you brought that symbiotic relationship that when we're doing things and we should be doing things, God had intended from the beginning. But Jesus spent time here on earth as a human And surely he understood this. Are there specifics that you can think of that we can take from his life that support his understanding of God, the sustainer, while we do our best to create and try to follow along with something that we could tangibly take from Jesus' life? I know we don't have a lot from, you know, maybe was he the carpenter that had the candles on until midnight (laughs) out there to get that last project done? Or was he the balancer? I mean, we'd have to assume he's the balancer. Yeah, I would guess balance. (laughs) I mean, when you look at his life and you look at the stories that we have in the Gospels, mm-hmm. like, he wasn't always, you know, there's a lot of people who think, like, man, he could have healed so many more people. He could have reached so many more people, but yet we find him retreating away, sometimes by himself, sometimes with his disciples, sometimes with, a, you know, with a, maybe different groups, because right? we see the sending out of the 70s. So there's obviously some relationship that he had with them. And so when you think about a bunch of dudes traveling around, the Judean and Israelite walking you know, countryside. Yeah, walking, <laughs> you know, walking around like there's so much time. And there was probably a lot of time that wasn't quote unquote focused, that it was just Sorry. hey, like we're gonna we're gonna spend time together, like we're gonna laugh, we're gonna just joke, we're gonna pray, we're gonna do things together, we're gonna eat meals. And so I think when you look at the gospels and you think about it in that context of like, hey, Where's Jesus choosing to spend his time? He chose to spend it in what some people would deem foolish or or unwise hours because he could have been doing other stuff. But he wasn't preaching, and he wasn't healing, and he wasn't teaching. He was just with his friends, with his disciples. And I think that's, you know, that there's a lot in there when you go through and read it with that context. Mm, there's, There's plenty of occasions when he said, let's stop and go rest. Yeah. Yeah, and I love the story when he's he's healed Peter's mother-in-law there in Capernaum, and everybody comes to the door that evening wanting to get healed, and he heals a bunch of people, and at some point he stops. And the next morning, he, he snuck off, praying the disciples, hey, everybody wants you, everybody wants you. And he's like, no, we're going somewhere else now. <laughs> uh, you know that, that whole concept of pacing, and he knew what he, he, he wanted to invest in people, and he had to build these disciples up, and so he, would, he wouldn't be controlled by the craziness of his day even. Well, I'm glad you said that because I think there's also a tendency to possibly look and say some of the miracles that he performed in the times when he was tired and you know fell asleep in the boat and all these different things. I mean, some of these may have been divine appointments <laughs> just for the sake of a, of the parable or the story that we get out of the end of it. But you know, there's a lot of times when you look at it and say, man, he really went and pushed hard. But then, like you said, you find these other times where, okay, on those occasions, he probably did take those extra times to relax. So it's not like we can't burn the midnight oil sometimes. We just have to balance that with making sure that we're taking the time after that to recuperate and kind of rejuvenate ourselves. Sure. There's a, there's an experience where it says that his mother, I mean, his wife, his mother's wife, his mother and well, brothers, tell us more. His, his mother and brothers came to him and, and they were concerned because he didn't have time to stop and eat. 
he was they were they were so busy involved in ministry, and and yet at other times he goes off and wanders out in the you know wilderness or off to lonely places by himself. So he learned that the the balance between the, the multitude and the mountain, you know, the solitude and the and the crowd. Hmm. Well, that might be something for us to to look at. The reason I brought that one up is I thought we're always looking for things that we can emulate from Jesus' life, and how does it apply here? And so maybe a reread of the Gospels, just thinking about this specifically, mm-hmm. what did Jesus do that we know about, and how did he go above and beyond and really push the limit sometimes, and then other times take those vacations, as it were, or those little mini sabbaticals like Jeff, <laughs> and you know, hanging out and, and recuperating. So maybe that's something that we could do moving forward and just try to answer some of those whys and do a little introspection, yeah. probably a little prayer wouldn't hurt either, we think. (laughs) This week, one of our FHC takeaways asked, why do you think we don't take the warnings about riches seriously? (laughs) I have a theory on this one. And I think it is that most of us have never really witnessed true poverty firsthand. We've never been to a place of utmost despair and poverty. And then further, probably nearly none of us have ever actually lived for any length of time in true poverty. I don't think a one-week or two-week mission trip really counts. (laughs) So I believe this causes us to underestimate our true wealth. We can point to countless examples of those around us in this land of plenty and say, I'm not rich. I'm far from it. And while using the rules of comparison may play in our favor for this view of our world, pretty sure it's not exactly how God would have us evaluate our own riches and the time we spend getting there. So just wondering what you all think about that. You can do those same numbers, 406-965-1607 in the app or podcast at hospitalchurch.org. And don't forget to leave those Q&As for June the 2nd. We're going to wrap up with a final thought from Andy's message where he said, So Jesus invites us to the balance. Seek first just one thing, the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything we need will be given to us. So find the balance and trust in God. And that's probably a really, really good start. And don't And don't be lazy and don't work too hard. That's it. That's your final. <laughs> so what is this upcoming week? What are we investigating in Proverbs? This week is Wisdom of Many Counselors. Wisdom of Many Counselors. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, you're not going to want to miss that. I'm sure there's something else we can find out this week. A little teaser. The, the, the uh, Andy Stanley has a great sermon about not worrying about what's right and wrong. Just do the wise thing. Oh. So talk a little bit about that. Ooh, so we're going to explore the gray area. <laughs> Tune in next week to find out what that is in episode 104. That's going to do it for this week. Thank you as always. Don't forget to send the Q&A questions one last time. And thank you for listening and have a great week. <laughs>